This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermerva, and today in episode 71, we're going to be talking about virtual field trips. Obviously, when you are studying, it is great to be able to go on field trips to the places you are studying, but it's not always possible. And this is where virtual field trips can come in very, very useful. I don't know if you've ever done a virtual field trip with your children before, and I'm hoping that by the end of this podcast, you will be determined to try them out if you haven't already. I like to use them in my online classes because they can transport the students to the place that they're studying, and it makes a big difference for them to be able to really relate to um, the subject material matter that we're doing. I use it in my US history class, my online one for that, um, world geography, and also in my web-based unit studies. I've got a couple of history ones where we do virtual field trips as well. And just to start, I want to give you a little story. Um, One of my students texted me about a week ago, and she said she'd had a dream. And in the dream, she was standing on Ellis Island, and she had just come in there as an immigrant, and she was looking all around. She said it was really pretty, and she was looking to try and find the Statue of Liberty. Well, she had this dream the night after she'd done the assignment where she went on a virtual field trip to Ellis Island and she got to take a look and see what it was like to arrive as an immigrant in the 1880s. Now, although I use virtual field trips fairly frequently with students, I've actually invited somebody else here to talk about them, somebody who knows a lot more about virtual field trips than I do. So welcome Jada Justice, aka The History Mom. Hello, thanks for having me. Now, Jade isn't a homeschool mom, but she is one who loves history, and she likes to travel, and whenever she can, she does take her children to historical places too, and you can find her at thehistorymom.com. I just want to remind you that all the show notes can be found at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com, and I will have links to everything she mentions today, including ones to her actual website, so you can go and take a look around because I know homeschoolers, you're going to love what she is offering. Jada, before we start, how did you get interested in history? I became interested in history because of the um, hometown that I grew up in, Kings Mountain, North Carolina. It's the site of a Revolutionary War battle. So I went to the the battleground site many times. And then my 10th grade history teacher, the way she taught history just in, I became enthralled with it. She really created, crafted stories around the history. And I learned that history isn't just facts and dates and figures and people's names. It's really people's stories. And so once I learned that, I just fell in love. Right. I am a fellow history lover, so I entirely understand. So Jada, let's get on to the point of this uh, episode. I know you know a lot of very cool places to go virtually, so I'm just going to hand this over to you, and you just go through the list and explain to us how to find these places. 
Yes, great. Yes, there's so many ways to tour virtually now, especially with technology um, increasingly becoming um, newer and better. It's um, amazing what you can find out there. My first place I always go to when I'm researching a site is I go to the state's historical society or um, a state-run entity. Like in Virginia, we have something called Virginia Humanities, which is a wonderful um, state-run um, entity here in Virginia that helps with history and learning history and they have something called Encyclopedia of Virginia and on Encyclopedia of Virginia they have actually dozens of sites that they have gone to and toured virtually and you can literally walk in the footsteps um, for example at St. John's Church here in Richmond Virginia where Patrick Henry had his famous give me liberty or give me mm -hmm. death speech you can walk in Patrick Henry's footsteps on this website so I encourage you no matter what state you're in or what state you're wanting to visit take a look at the state's historical society or historical um, group that's sponsored by the state government and then secondly, um, I also love historic homes, and we have a lot of historic homes here in Virginia in particular that are linked to presidents. And Mount Vernon and Monticello are two of my very favorite um, historic homes to, to tour virtually. They have a site where you can literally go room by room, and you may not be able to get to these sites in person, but once you go through these, um, these virtual tours, you'll feel like you have actually seen where George Washington you know, his desk and in Thomas Jefferson's, um, the, his unique bedroom. So those are some great tours. Um, and I think they benefit by being private foundations that run those tours because sometimes I've learned, as I'll talk a little about a little bit later, things that are run by the National Park Service, they don't have quite as many capabilities as these private foundation mm -hmm. um, homes. And I do love, along with state-run entities, the state historical societies and museums. Here in Virginia, we have the Virginia Museum of History and Culture. But I know in North Carolina, there's the North Carolina Digital Heritage Center that puts a lot of things online. Um, I think it's 268 libraries, museums, and archives are online that are based in North Carolina. Hmm. And then, of course, we have to talk about historic museums. I love going to museums. My kids love going to museums. We just... That's the, one of the best places to go and to learn about history. And a lot of museums are becoming very interactive when you're there, but also they're becoming interactive online. So one of my favorite museums is the Museum of the American Revolution in Philadelphia. And this has such a vast treasure trove of archives from the Revolutionary War. It's a wonderful site to go to right beside, right near Independence Hall. But if you can't make it there, you can tour the museum virtually and go room by room and actually zoom in on the artifacts and learn more about what they have offering there. One other museum that I have found that's a neat virtual tour that I actually have never been to in person, but I've toured it virtually, so I feel like I have been there, is the Alamo in San Antonio. And it's a great virtual tour that they have on their website where you can spend 360 degrees and see the Alamo and see the different rooms in the Alamo and learn about the history there. And a lot of these museums have links that you can click on. So as you're doing the virtual tour, you can click on something that you find interesting and learn more out learn more about that. And then one unique thing I came across um, in researching this, I'd been to the Boston Tea Party Museum, which, which is one of my very favorite interactive museums for kids. If you ever get a chance to go in Boston, it is well worth a visit because it's so it's very interactive. The kids are, you're in a room and you're voting and debating um, what to do about the tea and oh, you know wow. kids are given quills. Like it's very interactive and you actually get to go on the ship and throw the tea overboard. So in person, it's wonderful. However, they have a unique personalized virtual field trip that they'll do for um, 
for parents and teachers. And it is, it does cost $250. It's a little pricey, but if this is something you're really interested in, I think this would be a great learning opportunity for your kids. Hmm. One of the things I love learning about is presidential and first lady history. I'm just obsessed with, I want to visit every presidential and first lady site in America. And actually there's one in Canada too. I have a list on my website of all of the sites you can visit. And so anytime we're planning a trip, you know, somewhere, I always look to see if there's a presidential or first lady site to see. And so I have a few of those I'd like to share with your listeners. First would be the White House app. The, the Historical Society for the White House, the White House Historical Association, has an app that you can download right to your phone, and you can virtually walk through the White House. And I love this app. I've been to the White House a couple of times with my, and once with my kids, and my son is obsessed with all the presidential portraits. He loves Abraham Lincoln in particular. And so it was fun to walk through the app with him, and you can click on all the different portraits and learn about those. They have all the different links to their point of interest through the app. So it's a great learning tool. And then I love Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. I think everybody should visit this at least once. But if you can't make it there, you can take their virtual tour on their website and, and walk in Lincoln's footsteps and see the corridor that John Wilkes Booth walked in and the stage where he jumped from the, the balcony onto the stage. And it's just such an awe-inspiring sight, but it really comes across in the um, virtual tour also. And it, the tour also takes you across the street to the Peterson House which is where Lincoln actually died. Died, right. And through the museum where they have the the gun that um, was used. So it's a wonderful virtual tour. And then um, take a look at all the different presidential libraries. There's, you know, so many of them, and a lot of them are becoming more interactive. And in particular, the Reagan Library. I've visited it in person in um, California, but it has a wonderful virtual tour on its website. Not only the library, but it has a hangar in the middle of the library where his Air Force One plane is located. And you can go upon Air Force One virtually, which is really cool for kids. (laughs) Yes, I use that in one of my classes. Oh, I do good. actually take them on 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 um, Air Force One. Oh, yes. that's great. I was thinking about that as you were talking earlier. Yes. I was like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> the one I've used. Yes, yeah. oh great. Yeah, so I love looking at all the different presidential libraries and seeing which ones are interactive, and you can you can see like that. And like I said a little bit earlier, some of the National Park Services um, places aren't very, they don't have virtual tours, but you can, um, you can find a few that do. I know the Statue of Liberty has one that's not quite as interactive as some of the ones that, are, that I've mentioned earlier, but it still is available. Um, and they do have their, all of their you know, guided maps online. So you, if you're ever going to a National Park Service, you, know, you can take the map and then pair it with maybe one of the, the websites I mentioned in a little bit um, to, to do a virtual tour of that. And internationally, I've found it's a little bit more difficult to find sites that to do virtual tours. Um, one that I did come across, we visited Amsterdam two years ago and just fell in love with the Dutch Resistance Museum. It's probably the best museum I've taken my kids to um, any, anywhere, in any location. It has its own separate junior museum is what they call it. And there are four different little houses in the museum. They trace four children who lived, real children who lived in Amsterdam or in the, around Amsterdam during World War II. And it is a fascinating museum, but you can do all of this online also. So if you click into their virtual tour, it'll take you in the little houses and teach you about Eva, who actually, when she survived the war, her dad, her 
her mother married Anne Frank's dad. So after the war, hmm. so it's very interesting museum um, and a really great virtual tour. And not just about the four children that they highlight in the museum, but about uh, many children across the world and what they went through during World War II. And then also there's the Anne Frank House in Amsterdam, which is very hard to get tickets to. We managed to definitely go to that. I, that was on my bucket list. I had to be, go there, but it's very hard to go. So if you can't get tickets, you can do a virtual tour of Anne Frank's home and see the bookcase. And I remember when walking through that bookcase, I kind of, you know, just felt the, the fear and it's so empowerful. But once you see it online, you can do that virtually. And then internationally, I recommend also going to Rick Steves' classroom site. Now, Rick Steves is, a, of course, a guidebook yes. <laughs> and tour extraordinaire. We just love Rick Steves in our home. Yes, but we he, watch pretty much every one of his, yes. I think. <laughs> <laughs> he has such a great way of teaching history, but also making it fun. And his classroom site is free and available for anyone to use. And so I always take a look at that. He does, it's not really virtual tours, but he will walk you around the, like the um, ancient Rome and the forum and, okay. and show you what it looks like. And you compare that with actually one of his walking tours that he does through his app and really get a big picture um, view of what he's talking about, which I love. It's a great idea. I'd never actually thought about that. Yes. He's, he, his website is such an invaluable resource if you're going to Europe. That's my first place I go to. Anytime we're talking about anywhere in Europe, that's where I go to. Yeah, I mean, I've used that too. I just never realized you had a classroom site. So yes. as I said, that's why I'm really glad I invited you on. I just yes. think I'd do this by myself because <laughs> I thought I knew a lot and I realized I really know very little. <laughs> well, and it changes so often. Things get added and change so often. It's hard to keep up with everything. So, um, and then of course there's YouTube, which, you know, there's so much on YouTube. You can find probably any virtual tour of any place that you want to on YouTube, but I found in particular the Houses of Parliament. If you're studying about England and its history, mm -hmm. you can take a virtual tour of the Houses of Parliament on YouTube. And it's really great. And actual walking through the Great Hall and the House mm -hmm. of Commons, it's a great virtual tour. And then my son, we're obsessed with Hamilton, as I'm sure many people are. <laughs> and so we're really wanting to go to the Schuyler Mansion in Albany, which I don't know when we'll be able to get up there. We were hoping to go this summer, but I don't think it's going to happen. But you can actually do a virtual tour with a tour guide from the um, Skylar Mansion online. He takes you through room by room and really talks to you about the amazing history that happened in that one house. So those are two of my favorite on YouTube. But like I said, YouTube has everything. So <laughs> anything mm -hmm. you want to learn, you can probably see there. And then the last things I wanted to cover, um, just a few apps that I've found that um, have been very helpful in planning tours and, and seeing um, these historic sites. There's the Clio app, which has, you know, hundreds of tour, uh, virtual tours of many, a different variety of um, historical sites, museums, homes. And one in particular that I really like, I love Little House on the Prairie books. I'd love to go visit all the Laura Ingle Wilder sites. Um, but they actually have her house on there that's in Missouri um, on the site. So I can tour it virtually through the app. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of states have state-sponsored sites. I know in Virginia, in particular, we have the Virginia History Trails. So definitely check if you're on what state you're interested in and see if they have something similar. Virginia's is amazing. It, you know, there's hundreds of sites all around Virginia that it covers and shows you um, pictures and information about that. 
And then um, museum, there are plenty of museums that have their own apps. Um, one in particular that I live close to, Colonial Williamsburg, has an amazing app where you can click on the site and it can show you the map and you can just kind of walk through Williamsburg looking at pictures, uh, even if you can't make it there. Cool. And then the last two things I want to mention are um, both with Google, Google Earth, and I love pairing a Google Earth walk with the Rick Steves walk. So if, you, if you're studying, let's say, ancient Rome, you pick up the Rick Steves app and get the ancient Rome um, tour that he provides, the walking tour. And while you're watching, you know, listening to that, you're watching Google Earth and walking as he's telling you, turn right here, you turn right on Google Earth. And you can really see it come alive as he's talking about it. And then something that I just came across recently was called Google Expeditions, and this is virtual and augmented reality tours. And so, for, for instance, one of the um, virtual tours you can do is the Battle of Hastings in England or the 9-11 Memorial Museum through Google Expeditions, and that's all free on their website. So a lot of most of these, all of these except for the one um, in the Boston Tea Party Museum are all free and available, which is a, what a vast resource we have. <laughs> it really is. And... Um, if you're thinking, well, how am I going to use this with my kids? Obviously, you could simply sit down with them and wander from room to room and talk about it. I had two other ideas. One, mm -hmm. which I know I already do in some of my online classes, is that I would go ahead of them and wander around the museum and actually make like a scavenger hunt. Oh, so great. that there are questions for them to answer and they have to walk through the rooms and investigate things to actually find the answers. So, you know, particularly because of doing an online class, I need to make sure that they are actually doing what I'm asking them to do yes. and not just saying they're doing it because I can't watch them. So that is a good way to do it. But, but it is a way, you know, you, you can, you know, parents, if you've got a couple of kids, you could, you could make it a race. You know, if you've got enough computers, so each of them's got their own one and give them the list of things they have to find and see, you know, who can find the answers quickest. The other thing is with creative writing, I was thinking, you know, mm. for instance, like your Colonial Williamsburg one, you could um, let your kids walk around a bit and then tell them to pretend that, they're a uh, blacksmith in that mm -hmm. time and that they can now write a day in the life of a blacksmith in colonial Williamsburg. So if they've actually walked around and experienced it, it gives them a lot to actually work with as they create like a story, you know, they could create dialogue, um, but because they've actually experienced it, it's going to make it a whole lot richer and easier for them to step into those shoes and imagine themselves in that time period. So I was just thinking it would be fun for, you know, creative writing assignments to yes. do after you've, you know, explored that so that they have some more background. It's a lot, that's a lot more fun doing background like that than just going and researching and finding, you know, a whole lot of websites with information. Yes. That's a great idea. So those are just quickly came to mind as you were talking. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure moms, you can think of, you know, other ways to use it. But those are just ways to sort of extend the use of this. Now, I hope you're excited when you heard all these ideas, because I didn't know most of these. And I now can't wait to actually sit down and look at all the ones that Jada has shared with us. I am now inspired to go and create more unit studies. Um, around these and also more digital breakouts. If you haven't heard my episode on digital breakouts, go and listen to that because I think these would definitely be great to incorporate into some digital breakouts. So watch out for those on Funder Funder Academy, our sponsor, because I'm hoping that over the summer I'll be able to find time to create some more because I'm feeling extremely inspired after chatting to Jada. Well, Jada, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Thank you for having me. 
this was fantastic. I am a big history lover and I also love going places. And when I can't go there in reality, definitely um, going there virtually is the next best thing. If you know of any other places that you've been to that you've loved, do join our podcast community on Facebook. It's the Homeschooling with Technology community. The link will be in the show notes or you can just go and Google that uh, search it on Facebook itself and join our group and share any other places that any other virtual um, tours that you've done that you found really useful for your children. And just as I often do, I would just encourage you to stop and spend a minute and give us a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast and learn about all these different awesome resources that are online these days to enrich our children's learning. Well, thank you, Jada. Thank you, listeners. And I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.